welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. And welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 152, Snake Dance. If you don't get it right the first time, try again. That's what I'm going to say. My name is John, and joining me this week, as he does every time we visit our dear friend, the Mara, is my good friend, Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey, how's it going? Uh, it's it's uh, it's going. Yeah. You know, it's uh I think since we we last spoke, I am uh I'm 19 days into into unemployment. Oh boy. It's uh it's not all bad, but uh you know, just I'm just applying and I get to sit down and watch Snake Dance at basically all at once. Yeah. So, you know. That's something. Yeah, I mean, that it's is- uh it's a it is indeed something. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I, I've been there. I've been there. I yeah, know what that's like. It's it's frustrating, and then at the same time, it's like, well, I can use this time to get this done or that done, and at the same time, it's like, but I should be working. Yes, yeah. It's it is a weird. Uh, it's like a purgatory. It is kind Very of, so. mm-hmm. but also like you can do. I don't know. Purgatory exactly works, but anyway. Um, Taylor, uh, you have some exciting news. It's been kind of a strange serendipitous past couple weeks yeah yeah um crazy over here so i didn't even know what this countdown was for and then i didn't even think to ask (laughs) and then i just saw you in a bus again (laughs) yeah so go ahead tell them i want to hear the story Okay, well, I think last episode I had mentioned that my um, my last remaining grandparent had passed last month. Yes, um, and uh, it it just turns out that she had left each of her kids uh, some inheritance, mm-hmm. and um, my parents, because their parents did something similar when those grandparents, my great grandparents, passed. Right. Um, Decided to take the amount that they got and split it between themselves, myself and my brother. Right. So I got to uh, basically message the family and be like, hey, we're getting X number of dollars. And it was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And I was like, it's going to go into savings. We'll remodel a bathroom with it. Um, Apparently, Amber right away was like, we should get another bus. Wow. And and didn't say anything to me until like that evening. I had had an interview for something else uh, set up. It fell through. I was kind of bummed out. I'm sitting there on the couch and uh, Kobe texts me a Craigslist ad for the bus that we ended up buying. And he's like, what do you think? And I'm like, um, that's nice. Yeah, no, that, that looks really good. And he's like, do you want it? And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? Um, so over the course of less than seven days, uh, we went from idea to setting up an appointment to, um, a very, very involved checking it out and then buying it and then trying to drive it home and somehow it not really liking Hills all that much. Yeah. Um, we've got some plans this weekend to kind of go over the engine and make sure that, uh, uh, it's in relatively good shape. Um, but yes, it, it was, it was, a. uh, we were supposed to meet at one thirty to check it out. Uh, it turns out the guy didn't end up getting off work until two. And then it wound up being at the back of a very long garage. Oh boy. So then when we decided, yeah, we want it, there was one, two, three cars and three motorcycles that had to move out of the way to get this thing out. Oh, jeez. So we didn't actually leave to get back home. Now, we didn't tell the kids. We didn't tell the kids at all. This was going to be a complete surprise to them. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, So it's almost five o'clock when... I go, okay, the motor's smoking really bad. Um, We're calling for a tow truck. Yeah. And I'm coming home on a tow truck. (laughs) I didn't get picked up by the tow truck until 645. Oh, man. Where were you? Um, I was on um, 
there's a little frontage road that runs over the Dublin grade next to 580 going between San Lorenzo and Pleasanton. Oh, so you almost made it. Uh, kind of, in, right? In the grand scheme of things, I made it about six miles into a 20-mile trip. <laughs> well, so, all right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so wound up coming home on a on a flatbed. Um, but it was very exciting because as we were pulling up, I'm like, Amber, get the kids outside. We've been coordinating, you know, and the looks on their faces. And Amber got pictures, and it was just... That's yeah. great. We, we, we spent... It, it it was able to start up. I managed to pull it into the driveway. Um, so there was at least that. And then we probably spent the next hour just kind of, you know, hanging out uh, and checking it out and looking at it and, and sitting in it. And everybody loves it. I've been gripped by the shoulders by my son and was told in no uncertain terms that we will never, ever, ever sell this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I told him, I know, I promise we will never, ever, ever sell this. Um and yeah, ever since then, it's been, you know, spent a few hours out on Sunday kind of um, just tinkering on a couple of things, getting all the locks to lock and uh, stuff like that. Got my first order of parts in to start oh, fixing man. things. It oh, begins yeah. again. It begins again. I know, right? It's it's great. And it I, I mean, on a, on a personal note, I uh, know how hard it was to get rid of the uh, the first... The bus. Yeah, yeah, so, the last one, definitely. Um, I was very excited to see that bus. I went this is, as I was almost as excited as Memers is right now. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Memers has I've got pictures, Memers has come in and checked out the bus as well. Oh great. Yeah, He's so his nuzzle of approval. Great, perfect. <laughs> uh yeah, so uh very cool. I was very uh happy to see that and I'm yeah man, you got a, a new project, man. Got got a new project, and it's I've already got you know just lists of like oh we need to do this and this and this and now it, this is this is not just my bus this is the family bus yeah man you know, we're we're making decisions on it together and and you know working on it together and everything so it's that's um, um, man that could be a YouTube show I'm telling you right now it could but man there's just part of me that runs wants to run away from every aspect of social media right now <laughs> I hear you I hear so, you. Yeah, I think we'll just keep it amongst ourselves, and I'll just share details about it when we record. Yes, absolutely, and I th- <laughs> I feel like everyone will enjoy that. I, 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 mean, I hope so. I enjoy it. It's great. Good. It's good stuff. Good. And and if nothing else, go listen to our our March episode of If Memory Serves, um, and then make sure to tune in for April because we'll do a bit of a recap as well. Yeah, I honestly thought I'm like maybe he just. Was like, ah, forget it. After you guys recorded that episode, and you're like, ah, forget <laughs> it. I'm gonna get me a new one right away. No, I, I couldn't. The only way we were able to do this with was with a, uh, an influx of unexpected uh, funds. There you go. Yeah. Well, let's talk about something. Uh, well, not yet. Let's get to the who news, and then we'll talk about something that I unexpectedly enjoyed. <laughs> good. Sounds good. Well, for starters, uh, Matt Smith um, has been busy lately. And um, as as far as he knows, and I'm putting this in air quotes, if you go to our show notes and read the article, uh, he's not actually in Star Wars Episode Nine. So, yeah, this is interesting. Um, I guess I'll do a little sideways plug. I do the uh, that hashtag wrestling show. Uh, we stream every Sunday. So if yeah. you're a fan of that, facebook.com slash THS Wrestling News, and we stream from there. Uh, but they do the Star Wars show uh, before I record. So I'm usually there when they start, they are talking about Star Wars. And Matt Smith was a hot topic this week. Oh, was it? And they think, uh, Matt Smith, much. what's the first rule of, uh, or was the first rule of the doctor the doctor lies That's so right. uh we're we're thinking he's in it they think he's in it and but it's an unknown role and people are saying um i don't know you know how up you are on star wars and i'm not really up on it i had to google it but he might be one of the knights of ren oh really so that's like kylo ren's like little posse that he had before he you yes. know, got all big so yeah 
that's what they're they're saying. But who knows? Hmm. Who knows what he could he could be? But they they think he has to be in this movie for sure. Well, we only have to wait until December twentieth, and then we'll know. Man, I can't believe we're know, getting right? another Star Wars this year. I I gotta catch up. I still haven't seen Last Jedi. Oh man, let me tell you, I, a lot of people didn't like Last Jedi. Uh, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But you know now. People, now, I got to ask, because mm-hmm. I know this hasn't been asked in a long time. Have you seen Rogue One yet? <laughs> uh, I almost spit my late night coffee everywhere. Uh, uh, no, I have not seen Rogue One. Is I it okay st- to do a, a Yakety Cast throwback? Yeah, absolutely. I still Good. have not seen Rogue One. I have okay. seen a James Bond film or two now. So, All right. That's something. There's at least that. That's a start. Speaking <laughs> of other movies yes. um, involving Matt Smith. Um, there is a very uh, creepy-looking uh, movie coming out called Charlie Says about Charles Manson. And guess who plays Charles Manson? Good old Matt Smith. Good old Matt Smith. Now, I don't know about you. I know you watched the trailer just before we started recording. When I watched the trailer, I feel like, and maybe this is just because I know Matt Smith so well through Doctor Who, I feel like even though he's playing Charles Manson, I still see this kind of doctorish glint in his eye. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't reconcile this. I don't know what to do. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, I just watched it. I was actually uh, going to start recording. <coughs> Excuse me, my reactions. But I, I, I forgot to hit the record button. But uh, man, uh, he, he does a pretty creepy job. He's he got does. that accent down. I'd like to hear more sentences. It kind of seemed like we were just getting little clips here and there of him talking, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would love to see just a full scene with him. But yeah, yeah. it looks uh, it looks pretty creepy. Well, it comes out May 10th, so that's at least sooner than Star Wars Episode Nine. Very true. We're getting two Charles Manson movies this year. I know. Very strange. Yeah. But that seems to happen. You get, you know, you get two tornado movies, you get two volcano movies, you get two <laughs> psychopath movies, you know. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood does kind of work that way. It certainly does. Well, um, International Women's Day has come and gone. Now, granted, that's not to say that every day isn't a good reason to celebrate the amazing women in our world. Absolutely. Um, but big finish did a fantastic thing called the 8th of March that they released on oddly enough, the 8th of March. I was so lucky that they were able to time those this thing. <clears throat> um, and it is, um, I mean, what is just some of the most amazing, you know, and strong female characters that doctor who has had. Um, in a series of stories in this yeah. fantastic box set that they've put together that I haven't bought yet. I'm still making my way through the uh, first set of Missy stories, which are amazing. I have. Um, I went through all of my my stack of Big Finish, which is right next to me, and I <sighs> haven't done anything with them. <laughs> I was trying to see if I could, you know, like be like, hey, I purchased this. Can Can I get a... A download but it doesn't work that way apparently hmm. which is lame but whatever i get it yeah this looks great though i mean yeah. everything be everything big finish does looks amazing and we're just like well we can just stop pumping out content for like five seconds please <laughs> let us catch up just a little bit yeah and we will have more big finish news in just a minute but before we get to that um, our friends at ATB Publishing have uh, now put out a book that I heard was in the works, not this year's Gallifrey, but Gallifrey prior, um, called Bookworm, W-Y-R-M. Um, it's an unauthorized guide to Doctor Who novels. So all like the, the new adventures from the 90s and everything, um, it is out now. Um, I am happy to say I pre-ordered it. Mine is already in the mail to me, and I can't wait to check it out. Uh, it was uh, written by Robert Smith, question mark. Yes. Uh, the, the the question mark is legally part of his name. Yes, it is. Uh, I see him at every Gallifrey one. Um, I've seen him on some panels. He's a very knowledgeable, great guy. Um, so I'm looking very forward um, to this compendium of... Um, it's like the it's like the continuity guide for for the novels, uh, whereas we had the continuity guide many many years ago for the episodes. Right. Uh, so I'm ex- very excited to check it out. I'm going to be torn between reading this and going and working on the bus. 
I will tell everyone, if anything, just check out the cover. It is adorable. Uh, the the cover is great. This I little bear it. is so cute. <laughs> I, I did. Is he an artist as well? I can't remember. I, you know, I'm not sure, and I don't want to say one or the other and be horribly wrong. Um, I did actually pre-order it before they even had the cover done. So oh, wow. So I saw the cover, I was like, oh, this it's, is great. It's super cute. It is. So, I mean, is, if anything, fantastic. just go go look at And honestly, not this is uh, not a overpriced book. No, it's, it's very, very reasonably, reasonably priced. priced. Yes. It's yes, very... yes, yes. That is for sure. And again, we will have a link to the ATB yeah. site. Um, uh, in our show notes, so please go check that out. Support it. Buy this book. It's fantastic. 408 uh, pages. Yeah. That sounds like a familiar number. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. Perfect. <laughs> oh, big finish. Weren't we just talking about these guys? I feel like we were. Yeah. Well, just recently announced big finish. I know you're hungry, memers, and no one else is feeding you. Um, Big Finish is bringing the first Doctor, quote-unquote, companion, Katarina, back from, well, the dead. Not uh-huh. actually, like, in the story, like, bringing her back from the dead, but they're doing more stories with her before she died in the show. Now, we haven't seen anything with... No. Like, you and I have not reviewed anything that, that she has we been We have in. not reviewed anything with Katarina. I feel like I haven't even heard this name. Um, then you weren't paying paying very much attention at the uh, Doctor Who death match. Did they? She was one of them. They brought up. I she assume. was mentioned. Huh. Yes. And actually, I think if I remember right, she actually made it a little ways in. There were some people who were really pushing for her, um, but I think didn't make it past the first couple of rounds, if I remember correctly. Huh. Interesting. Yep. Her role as a companion um, was in. Okay. But Same yeah, she she, uh, she joined in the Myth Makers and um, died in the Daleks Master Plan, which is the very next story. Yikes! Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, this seems like it would be the first. Is this like the first major death? And yes, wow. Actually, yeah, she blew herself and her captor out of an airlock. Spoilers. Ooh. Um, no good. Yeah. Well, interesting. So they're going to bring bring her back. Yeah. So, you know, nearly five and a half decades after she was whooshed out of that airlock and into the history book, she's coming back as part of Big Finish's celebration of 20 years in Doctor Who. Interesting. Do they uh, do they say what's is she going to be with which doctors uh, first? Oh, oh, OK. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. I'm doing a very quick scan. Um, um, oh, interesting. Uh, um, I'll just her return will feature in the daughter of the gods, the first story in the doctor who the early adventures, the sixth series of that, the big finish is doing coming out in November. Um, the story will see the second doctor, Jamie and Zoe encounter the first doctor, Stephen and Katarina after a mysterious piece of equipment, uh, Zoe reattaches to the TARDIS console causes a near collision across time and space. Interesting. But the problem is Katarina shouldn't be there at all. Dun, dun, dun. Oh no. <laughs> you know what I was like just thinking about um filling in the gaps a little bit um where is where am I final remember when I bought the final um big finish stories quote unquote of uh Colin Baker of his doctor uh, yes yes I don't know where that is and I think I said I want to review that for cuz technically we didn't review his his uh regeneration right cuz they have it in big finish yeah Oh, well, I'll see if I can dig it up somewhere. It's got to be somewhere here. Okay. Well, I mean, I can always pick it up, too. Oh, that's true. Because I'm doing my monthly, you know, big finish purchase instead of Audible. Hey, so, I think it's a good good switch over for sure. I've been happy with it so far. <laughs> um, and lastly tonight, a small update to our Macro Terror news from last episode. Yes, it does come out March 25th, if you're lucky enough to live in the UK or know somebody who lives there who... You know, can send you something in the mail. Not the yeah. U.S. Nope, nope, nope. We apparently have to wait for October 8th. Yeah. Uh, this happened with, um, I think not. This happened with um, Shada as yes. well. But, uh, yes. I mean, that didn't stop us. Uh, no. Uh, and I and I truly, I suspect that they, um, not they, 
uh, BBC America is probably planning to do some airing of it and is like, well, don't release it in the U.S. because we want to air it first. Yeah, I mean, I that would be, be surprised. Great. That'd be cool. Wouldn't be surprised. And it would be cool. But I, I want my DVD. I want to be able to watch it. Yeah, I know. I do, too. <laughs> so, I mean, we'll, we'll see if we can uh, procure a copy. We'll see. From one of our many friends who I'm sure could legally send us one in the mail. Absolutely. Nodding my head slowly. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Anyway, Absolutely. let's mm-hmm. let's fly right past that and let's talk about mm-hmm. Snake Dance. Snake Dance. Starring Peter Davidson as the doctor, Sarah Sutton as Nissa, Janet Fielding. Man, I don't know what's been going on with me lately, but you know, uh, uh, as Tegan and Martin Clunes as Lon. Lon? Lon. 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 Anyway, Lone would need an E on the end. That's you're very true. It'd be the Lone Ranger. Uh, it was written by Christopher Bailey and directed by Fiona Cumming. It first aired January 18th through the 26th, 1983. Oh boy! And it is the second story of season 20, and we got a slew of story notes. We do indeed. We do indeed. The planet Minusa is in the Scrampus system. Uh, It's a culmination of the Federation of Three Worlds formed by one of Lon's ancestors, which is part of a network of former Earth colonies. So these these are technically humans. Hmm, Interesting. Um, Yep. Uh, The Mara was created on Minusa and ruled during the former Minusan Empire uh, into what became the oddly enough named Sumaran Empire. Sumaran Empire. I see it. Mm -hmm. I see it. Yep. Uh, Nyssa, in this story, exchanges her Trachonite outfit, uh, which she tended to wear since meeting with, you know, the fourth doctor. And um, uh, basically, she gets a new outfit this episode. And it's a long collared white and blue striped shirt and striped gray skirt. However, what they don't mention here is the stripes go in two different directions and really looks like what on earth are you wearing it's it's almost like she was the precursor to colin baker (laughs) in some ways i can kind of see that that being said i liked it (laughs) (laughs) fair enough well there is there is a rumor uh that says that musician kate bush actually wrote this story under a pseudonym she did not what yes i don't know where that started really yeah that's very interesting. According to the fine folks at TARDIS Wikia. Huh. <laughs> yep. And even though this story itself is a sequel to Kinda, there is a sequel to this story that was created for oh. uh, uh, for Big Finish called The Cradle of the Snake. Now, is that... Um, I'm looking it up. Oh, yeah. Look it up real quick because I forgot to. Cradle of the... Yep. Cool. Man. All right. So put that on the list Turlong. for you and... Turlo's in it? Turlo's in it. All right. (laughs) Man, uh, I'm probably going to buy this, and we'll get get into that anyway. All right. All right. Well, writers involved in the production of Modern Who have expressed affection for this serial. See, in 1995, Stephen Moffat was a participant in a wide-ranging public discussion about Doctor Who with Andy Lane, David Bishop, and friend of the show, Paul Cornell. He ranted about the crap nature of the majority of the 1963 version of the show, but called Snake Dance... One that I really couldn't fault. <laughs> He'd build upon this opinion in a 1996 essay in which he called Snake Dance and Kinda the two best Who stories ever. Wow. That's a bold statement. That is insane. Yeah. Uh, likewise, Robert Shearman, who wrote the ninth Doctor episode Dalek, has called Snake Dance my favorite Doctor Who story. Okay. Yeah. Um now, for what it's worth, uh, John, just for our own reference, I have included a link there uh, for information about the Mara in case we need to refer to that at any point. Ooh, man. Yeah. I'm, it's, I don't think it's I've, anything we need for, for no, story notes. I got it. It's up. All right. It is up, and it is just rip-roared and ready to go. All right. And as always, as I move my tabs around... Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Do indeed. The Mara, done chilling in the recesses of Tegan's mind, sets our team on an adventure to Manusa where he's, it's, I double-checked its gender, it's actually not a she, Ah. is determined to return to full strength in a move worthy of Voldemort. However, all he's armed with, pun, snakes have no arms, is a ritual 
and a crystal stolen from the hood of an 84 Chrysler LeBaron convertible. There it is. There's a good old car reference. Taylor, um, <laughs> I, okay, so I sat down to watch this, and I went, oh, man, this is a sequel to to that. Oh. Yep. Uh, yep. I ended up Let's lo- not forget, let's, I'm glad you loved it, and let's not forget that it was friend of the show, Mike Sulka, who set us on this path. Yes, too. he did set us on this path, and I was, as soon as I pulled it up, I went, oh man, he got us again. He got us <laughs> two weeks in a row, or two shows in a row. Man, I am so upset. So, let me tell you, I loved everything about this episode. And when someone Good. says, this is my favorite Doctor Who story... I don't think I could fault them, honestly. Um, it was super solid through and through. I thought all the supporting characters were great. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what? when was this released again? 1983? The graphics were passable for a BBC <laughs> show in 1983. Let's be honest. I, I, you know, I look at the opening uh, credits now, and I think to myself, Neon! Diamonds! <laughs> Nailed it. And- Nailed it. Anybody who was at uh, the Idiot's Lantern this yes. year, get that. The rest of you, I'm sorry. Love that sketch. Very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I just had a real good time with this. Um, Martin Clunes yes. is amazing. <laughs> I loved him in this. I'm glad. I thought he was just, I was like, this is amazing. He is just like, nailing it he also kind of looks like a Culkin, which is funny that his last name is clunes you know what is when i saw your note that he looks like a Culkin, i'm like i get it yeah. yes i can see that because the entire time i'm watching it and i'm like why why am i hating his face so much why yeah does he have like these big like baby face lips mm-hmm. that i just like i'm distracted by <laughs> um and, and and it's true. He, the way he plays Lon is just so kind of arrogant and dickish for um, so much of the episode. Yeah. And then, or uh, so much of the story. And then when he becomes like morrified. Yes. Um, and, and, and we, we get his voice changer on and we get Tegan's voice changer on and we get their, their really bad rub on tattoos. <laughs> um, it just, it goes off the rails. Amazing. Yeah, it's um this story is is something. And I actually have a question off the yes. off the top of the and I don't think I highlighted it, but I also don't think I posed it as a que- oh, that's for that question is for later. I have a question for right now. So this is the this is a sequel to a story that we did not enjoy at all or we we did not care for that much. Let's go with well, that. Well, true. Um, you know, Kinda was a story that was almost so crazy. It really was. The whole episode was, the whole story is like a fever dream. Yes. Um, and when we talk about bonkers level Doctor Who, we use Kinda as our benchmark. I'm not going to oh, say yeah. that I hated the episode. I mean, really, it was kind of a laugh fest for me through much of it. And also, I, I guess let me walk that comment back because I don't even know what episode our review of of Kinda was. Oh, uh, it because it, it's been it's been point. a while. I don't. I it think has. I honestly don't even know if we were. Um, if oh, there it is. Two Tegans in Paradise. That's right. That's um, right. <laughs> I. I I'm going to call it up, and I'm going to mute the site. Hopefully it works. Sorry if it doesn't, everyone. This is before we were actually putting numbers. So I don't know what episode this is, but we... Oh, can I get a date on this? It was a while ago. It looks like it was... Oh, it was three years ago, almost to the day. Wow. And by the day, I mean it was April 6th. But, you know... It's still pretty close. It's very close. So three years later, we... We we visit this world again and much improved. Yeah. So my question to you is: It was episode fifty six, by the way. Ooh, all right. And almost a, wait, what? And almost a hundred yeah. episodes later. Yep. Holy moly, dude! We're about to hit two hundred on Tornado Tag, and I'm like losing my mind. Holy moly! Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, but. My question is, so clearly they laid enough ground in Kinda for for them to pull out this story and it 
to be, I mean, borderline fantastic. Yeah. I'm putting it over real hard because I really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, do you think in some future this could happen with Sleep No More? Ooh, ooh. Oh, John. Um, well, I, I mean, I know for a fact that there was the very real possibility of a sequel to Sleep No, Sleep no More, the very yes. next season. Yes. Which didn't happen. Um, it, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Would it be this same level of impressiveness? I don't know. Um, I think that is one of the nice thing about sequel stories is that you've done pretty much all the groundwork laying in the first one. Right. So you can really kind of like expand on solid legs in a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will simply hold out reserved hope for a sleep a little more. <laughs> and also, I, I didn't realize that Christopher Bailey wrote both of these, but I guess I should have known that. That would make sense. Um, yeah, so that was my question that I was I was thinking. And that actually would have been the same uh, if they had done the sequel the, the, the season after. It would have been the same thing, basically. Cause, I think so, yeah. Uh, Kinda was the uh, season, season before this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, I thought that was a lot of fun. Um I mean, look, I I loved it. There was some funny stuff in here and some kind of like yeah. really, really dark stuff going on in here. I, I guess we'll just go through the uh, the structure and the story. Mm-hmm. I was pretty when the doctor says you look different to I believe he says it to to Nissa. Yeah. I thought that was a giveaway that something was going to happen with her. But then I also just realized that she changed her clothes. That's right. Um, I was kind of waiting for him to look at her outfit and go, oh, you've redecorated. I don't it, like it. Yes. Um, yeah, so that, at first, the way he said it, too, I was like, mm, something's going on with that. Mm-hmm. I also have uh, my pun. So, wait, this is a kind of sequel to Kinda? Nah. Nailed nice. it. Nice. Nailed it. Indeed you did. Um. So, Tegan, obviously having some issues with some snakes yeah you know do we want to dive into tegan yet no i mean okay i don't think so i think most of my structure and story notes are uh, probably should go in miscellaneous but i was just on one while i was watching this um yeah i get it and this kind of layout is a little bit tougher when you've got you know four episodes to get through yeah we're still Um, trying to figure that out folks we're we're trying bear with us i i do like i think we get do we get two scream hangers? Uh, yeah. So, story? so now that you've mentioned the scream hangers, I think much like the Duggan scale, yes, we need to come up with how many times people we need to have a scream uh, meter or tally of how many times people scream okay. in the show. In the shows we watch, I didn't okay. do it this time because I just I just wrote so much screaming. There's a lot of screaming. <laughs> definitely there was a lot there was the who who was it it was i mean tegan 40 times um i also believe (laughs) is that an an accurate count no it's not um i also believe um oh uh is it dugdale woohoo the he's the guy he's the the guy with all the mirrors Oh, right. Yes. His I... name is D-U-G-D-A-L-E, and that is one word, okay, much like DuckTales. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's not what it sounds like in the episode. No, but... I'm sure they say it some other way, but Dugdale is a lot funnier. Yes. It's probably like, I don't know, whatever. Um, and I forgot. Oh, I th- I'm very sure he screams at one point, and also yeah. the um, fantastically dressed fortune teller also screams. Oh gosh, yes! What a crazy outfit that lady I put on. I absolutely loved that outfit. <laughs> I'm telling you, man i I was digging this entire cereal. I thought I loved it so much. I'm I'm just gonna say that lady, that fortune teller's outfit is bonkers. Oh yeah, it is the definition of bonkers. I just wrote it was a cosmic robe looking thing with like a it was. pointed back. It yes. was very interesting. I mean, we'll get to the costumes. In a little bit here. 
Oh, so I mean, story structure. I loved all of this. I loved the first scene, but then I loved every other interaction between um, Lon and his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought they played off each other really nicely. I love that you could tell that they cared about each other in a very sarcastic way. Yes, which was just so great. I loved everything about that little relationship. Um, it is. It's one of those things you kind of almost expect in a royal family. Yes, absolutely. And then you have the uh, also in the royal family you have the, uh, the information dump man who I who I that's what I dubbed uh, Ambril. Oh yes, because he was just Cause of like he's, yeah gives all this history of this ceremony and that thing. And... Yeah. And you can tell that there is when he enters the room at first. It's it's not said ever, but you can tell he uh, fancies the queen mm-hmm. because of Lon's reaction. Definitely. Um, and I lo- can we talk about this? Is a miscellaneous thing, but it was at the beginning of part two. Okay. Um, we're in the TARDIS, and Nissa and the Doctor are about to leave. I couldn't tell if it was improvised or not. Um, Nissa flips the switch to open the door and the doctor flips it immediately, but he goes to walk towards the door and it's closed and they pause and then the doctor flips it again and it opens and they leave. I would have to go back and watch that. It I... was so, if it was improvised, it was hilarious. I mean, either way it was hilarious, mm-hmm. but if it was improvised, it was even more hilarious. Nice. I just, that was just such a funny little interaction. That yeah. I couldn't really tell um, what was going on here. But, um, I mean, this this story had so many elements of just, like, supernatural and magic stuff. And yes. it was just, like, so well done. And, like, the possession. And then the tattoo. The, the horrible tattoo. <laughs> and then it, the tattoo turning into a snake. That was a fantastic scene. Yeah, man. Where, where basically this... this you know, a uh, uh, dollar store rub on tattoo morphs into a rubber snake. Yes, absolutely <laughs> great. So delightful. Um, I, I yeah, I, I love how I mean, I, I love how everybody kind of looked. I, I loved how we've got like like Minusa is like this mix of like Renaissance Italy, yes. Morocco. Um, there's like Aztec elements kind of thrown in with all of that um and 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 the snake you know uh elements with that and everything because obviously you, know, you get like a like a quetzalcoatl yeah um, kind of thing going on yeah and it's this this whole just smash of everything um and then by the time you get down to the last episode it's like you're on this like ayahuasca trip um, <laughs> yeah and, and and you're at like a snake rave <laughs> Yeah, man, it's um, it's pretty crazy. It's amazing. You have like the um, yeah, them them in the marketplace, just like with the with the fake snake and like going down the, and going to the tunnel or the cave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's wild, man. But it's like a good kind of wild. It's not. It doesn't feel like. All right, it doesn't feel like hokey. Like sometimes, you know, like when you yeah. look when we go to these episodes and it's like, oh boy, like nothing felt like like hokey it was just like everything was very well done the backstory was already in place so it didn't feel like i was like all right like i could buy into everything Mm -hmm. and the fact that they kept saying 500 years i think really drove it home yes it's been 500 years since that but they just needed a big round number i think they did and honestly 500 that's a good amount of time yeah um yeah do you have anything else for story or structure? I mean, I thought I didn't think anything felt. Um, what did you think of the pacing? Uh, you know, the pacing was pretty good. There was um, some of the jail scenes in episode mm, three mm-hmm. seemed to drag a little bit. I yeah. feel like those could have been tightened up a, just a smidge. Um, it, it it was enough for me to notice. It wasn't enough for me to be like, oh, this again. But there was a bit of back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, that but I mean I I would actually agree with that. That was the only thing that felt like it was like all right, let's tighten it up. Like they just mm-hmm. walk into the room and kind of just stare at each other. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, okay, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, and, and, and at one point, um, I remember this very specifically. The doctor is complaining about how simple the lock on the jail cell is that there's no, yes. like, I forget exactly what he said, but that, like, there's no sonic circuit to basically interrupt. Like he can't use the sonic on it. Yes. And then a couple scenes later when he's back in the jail cell, he's like, Oh, I wish I had my sonic screwdriver. Yeah. And I'm like, but you just said that it wouldn't do you any good. Yeah. So minor nitpick, just a little, little minor nitpick. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, the music. I really don't have a lot of notes on the music. There was nothing that really. I mean, the only thing that stood out for me was like we mentioned earlier when they're going through the uh, the marketplace in episode mm-hmm. four with the the big snake. Uh, I really dug whatever was happening in the with the music in that, and I kind of wish they had turned up the volume a little bit because yeah. it sounded pretty cool. But I I could almost hear it. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like in this whole story there there either wasn't a lot of music or it was very minimalist yeah that's exactly how it felt um i i that's literally the only notes i had for music is there's not a lot yeah and when there is there's not a lot oh no i mean absolutely it was uh it was it seemed very minimal like i usually it's like what was that or oh that was cool but didn't really it was probably all just very hidden in the background but yeah, and I, I mean, maybe sometimes that's that's the best kind of music is that it, yeah. it adds to the mood, but it doesn't overwhelm the scene. Absolutely. It's not like Daleks rolling up to like, you know, hokey plinky music. Yes. Like we've had in some stories. <laughs> Very true. Let's get to the look and the feel here. I yeah. have I have no notes for directing. I think, uh, I mean, it was fine. I have no, you know, if I don't yeah. have any notes, it was fine. And I didn't see anything that looked like overall like, oh, that was cool. Um, I mean, maybe when the snake was growing, because I don't know how they did that. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. And I feel like they did that in uh, in Kinda too. Um, yes, if if I remember correctly, it was nuts. I loved I loved however they figured that out. So I mean, do yeah. you have anything for? Um, you know, I just I, I realized that I actually had come up with a term for the. Uh, um, the whole look and feel of all their costumes uh, and sets. I called it Space Renaissance. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Hashtag Space Renaissance. That's everyone. great. Thank you. Yeah, um, I mean, costumes. Um, I, I liked everything except for, like, at first I was like, oh, the guards look pretty cool. And then I went, oh, those guards were weird. Yeah, it was like they were wearing striped rompers with samurai gear. Yes, it was so strange. It really that that was the only thing that stood out is like, why would you? Yeah, like a guard's supposed to have armor. You've got like tons of exposed skin. Yeah, I was also thinking that. I'm like, this is an odd, odd choice for you the are guards. Not, you know, uh, a buxom lady in a Frank Frazetta drawing. <laughs> um, I I loved all the outfit choices. I mean, the fortune teller. I said she had like some cosmic looking robe it's thing on so weird she's she's like space trelawney or something here it almost looked like man uh i don't even know if i'm getting this this reference right it looks like something out of uh it's if somebody took the head off of one of those weird bird things from dark crystals or dark oh, crystal okay. i can see that like it had the, like you the, know a um, back part that came up a little bit the skexy yeah i don't it, it almost looks like that like somebody it's the person operating under that, but more cosmic looking. Yes, much more colorful. Um, and then Lon's outfit, I really, when they went to the, the marketplace, it was just like, I wasn't really sure what was going on, but I dug it. It was like the one with all of like 20 blue belts. They really loved belts during yes. this, which I yes. was fine with. He, he, he had some sort of like blue sash just wrapped around his middle yes it was like of some kind yeah it was very interesting that. um that outfit actually i liked i liked quite a bit yeah i did too his outfit it, it, later was interesting the one with the like the moon and the or the sun and the oh, clouds yes this this when the whole ceremony happens in part four this outfit that he is wearing is so bright and garish and so obviously influenced by aztec culture um, where he's literally got like this sun crown 
and like his outfit is the sky but it also at the same time kind of looks like a toddler's jumper if like that weird aunt who lives a couple states away just stitched one up on her own and sent it yes you know what i mean yes i also think it, it like those gloves i think were an obvious like director choice mm-hmm. where it's like don't forget he's got snake arms or something like that you know <laughs> because they yes. didn't go with what he was wearing at all right and he was very obviously trying to hide it yes yeah. um like i think when he came back at one point and he put like those writer gloves on mm-hmm. or the like i i don't know what they are you know the giant like they go up to the, yeah these leather gloves that go up over your four your like falconers gloves, yes like there you go ones. yeah um that went with his outfit these were just like he's like oh no where was that scene he's like i have nothing to wear with these <laughs> cut for time obviously yes obviously i think the pacing still would have been fine but i think so too um uh, also uh who else's outfit i mean i really dug everyone's outfit i thought everybody looked really uh good um how do you say Alon's mother's name is it taha mm-hmm. tanha You've got it written down, don't you? Hold on. T H. I'm sorry, that is not right. T A N H A. Tana. Tana. There you go. Tana's outfit. She had a uh, dude. I don't know. <laughs> uh, her outfit when she had to go to the dinner party with that like awesome crown. I love that. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was like, this mm-hmm. is cool, and I also love that. <laughs> this is just like one of her character traits where she's just so bored. By everything, yeah. and yes. she's just mad at Lon because he wasn't around to be bored with her. Ugh. <laughs> Love it. I, you know, um, I, I have to say, there wasn't a lot of, I feel like, just to go back to directing for a second, because this occurs to me now, um, when we get the uh, rubber arm snake kind of manifesting, and we get these jump cuts mm-hmm. with, like, Tegan's shocked face. Yes. Just going back and forth, and and at and at different speeds, are we are, are we're jump cutting between these two things? That was just delightfully bonkers. <laughs> yes, Love yes, that. it was. Um, I, I have to say, if you ever are making um, a science fiction story and you have a jail and you need to make it more sci-fi, <laughs> take an entire wall of the jail and set it at an angle. Yeah, I mean they did that Instantly for sure. Sci-fi. They they did that for sure, um, <laughs> man. And the the bars should be lasers, and the bars should be lasers. or like a neon color. Nailed it. <clears throat> yes. Um, I really like the the opening to the cave. I mm-hmm. thought that looked pretty cool. And actually, the whole the whole snake cave, as I called it, was fun. And the oh, artifact yeah. room. Yes. I really love the artifact room, and I also love that they changed the lighting in it at one point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, this is cool. Yeah, I liked um, <clears throat> in the snake cave, especially it was the where they were having the ceremony. Um, and once you put the Chrysler LeBaron badge uh, into the snake's mouth, I, I I couldn't tell beforehand, but it's like part of the wall behind lights up. Oh, yes, that was cool. And I was like, oh. Well, that's actually kind of a really cool touch. Yeah, that was a very cool touch. I, I, like I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought all the set pieces were cool. I also, this is just like a side note. I, I did like that the TARDIS um, was undercover. Like it, it oh, materialized yeah. in a in a alleyway under yeah, like an, an overhang. Something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved that. And I mean, that yeah. doesn't really have to do anything with set design. More of like a just a choice. And I liked it. No, it was a nice touch because normally the the TARDIS is just, you know, out in the middle of a field or, you know, in the middle of it. It would have been like in the middle of the marketplace or something like that. And it's a lot more discreet this way. And that's just that is that's just a conscious choice to do. And it's a nice touch. Um, Man, we got to talk about some of these visual effects. Oh, yes. Um, Tegan vision was fun, as I called it. Yes. Technically Mara vision, but whatever um i really loved the the crystal or the crystal ball exploding mm-hmm. with the snake skull in it i thought that was fun um man what else did we have we had tegan's red eyes oh yes yeah oh my gosh that was hilarious it's like oh somebody took flash photography 
Um, I have in all caps the growing snake graphics. I was blown away by those. Apparently, I was like, mm-hmm. well, "This is this is 1983. What's happening?" And Doctor yeah. Who is yeah. very cool. However, they did it good on them because it almost looked like one whole shot with even uh, turning with the mouth opening. Yes. Well, and and talk about the the mouth opening. I mean, the the um, uh, at one point, I think I think Tegan is in the um like the hall of mirrors yes as it were and 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 the the snake skull appears and starts talking to her yes and we have this very basic you know i'm just moving my jaws to talk because i have no skin and muscle structure yes (laughs) i love it when it appears on top of her head yes man yes yeah there's a lot of crazy stuff just fantastic um the the shutter i called it the scream shutter effect when they would go back and forth between the giant snake and tegan mm-hmm. and i was like oh man this is too much i think that was the only part where i was like this is too much and then am i to believe that the snake is like because we get that thing where the snake's mouth is open and her head's inside it is that like they have become one I think so. That's at least how I took it. Yeah. I mean, if you guys go to the uh, TARDIS Wikia, it's the main picture. Yeah. And it's just like, what is happening here? Yeah. Well, and I mean, you could go for a very literal interpretation is that it's it's almost as though the Mara is swallowing Tegan. It's like it's oh, yes. taking over, uh, you know, her person. Yeah. I mean, that could have that could have definitely been what was going on i'm, tr- I'm I, I, trying to see what it says here in the in the notes here okay um i feel like uh in this story when when tegan is just tegan and she's kind of oh feeling the effects and you know, she's just she's just kind of there and stuff but but when like when she starts like really feeling the effects of the mark starts talking with this this deeper yes affectation whether that was um uh, like voice modulated or if she really was trying to pitch her voice down. Um, and she, d- Janet Fielding, bless her. I mean, she plays actually a great villain. Oh my goodness. She, yeah. She does such a great job playing, you know, like Mara Tegan, yes. as it were. Um, and I love it. And I got to wonder, John, what if the writers had chose to do something really just out of left field and really bold, and decided, hey, from this point on, let's spin it so that Tegan becomes like the big bad of the season. It, so she's basically possessed by the Mara and gets away or something like yes. that. And like the rest of the season becomes like, um, you know, Tegan is romping off being a villain and we have to try and stop her. And if we can save her. Man, that would have made uh, that would have been crazy. Right? I would have been completely down with that. And I mean, honestly, I could see Evil Tegan uh teaming up with the Master. Mm. That'd be crazy. Oh my I'm sh- God, wouldn't yeah. that have been amazing? I'm sure the Master would have uh not minded teaming up with a giant snake thingy. He's done worse. Very true. <laughs> um but yeah, uh man, yeah, that would be very interesting if they had gone that direction alternate universe somewhere man that's that's it's like all i can think of right now but i feel like like just because the season before i mean look at no but nobody like adric but uh (laughs) i mean it's true um it just be like back-to-back losses for this doctor well but he i mean obviously he would try and get her back and get her back obviously it it obviously would depend on how you chose to resolve it yes and i'm sure they would choose to resolve it uh in in the in the best way possible <laughs> in favorable conditions yeah yeah um i mean uh, some some of the characters i mean i love davison like i feel mm-hmm. like you know i'll say that every time we do an episode um and i feel like he's just really good to his companions except for adric um <laughs> <laughs> i love that he tries to like lie to them and they're like uh you're a really bad liar Mm-hmm. I just love that, and I, I I don't know, you know, he obviously this was Tenet's doctor, so every time I watch a Davidson, it it just kind of seems like Tenet, even though it should be the opposite way, you know. Yeah, I get it. Um, but I they have it. a lot. They have a lot of the same mannerisms, so yes. 
Yes, you know? I, I love when he pisses off Ambrose about the whole like sixth face. Oh thing yes, that, that headpiece. Yeah, I was like, this is a headpiece, and then they went there, and I went, yeah, this is great. <laughs> what was it called? I have it written down somewhere. Oh, the six faces down. of delusion. There you go. Yes, count the faces again. That was great. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. Um, I mean, Tegan, we've talked about at great lengths. I thought mm-hmm. she did a great job on both sides of the coin. Um, also, this kind of ends on a bummer where she's just like, it was horrible again. And then <laughs> it just ends. Um, Nissa, I don't have any notes for, but I mean, obviously concerned about her friend, does everything she can to help out. Um, Tegan and also the doctor I thought she did fine in it so yeah I mean I I I like that she's trying to kind of keep the doctor in check yes Um, I I agree I don't feel like she had a ton to do in this story she kind of yazzed it a little bit yeah if I can turn that into a verb (laughs) yeah fair um although I would like to say she's really really bad at ransacking an office and leaving no trace oh jeez yeah she did not do very well with that she needs to practice that a bit um Lon for me, I mean, star of the star of the entire episode. Yeah, I absolutely loved him. I thought he did so, he did a great job. Um, I mean, at first, you know, before he gets uh, that that sweet sweet snake tattoo, um, <laughs> he was kind of just like he seemed kind of level headed. Yeah, he kind of seemed like a jerk, but you know, he's just curious about things and. I don't know. I thought he did a great job, especially when yeah. he was evil. He just didn't. It was all good. I also, I, I, I think we can, we can, I, you actually really liked Lon's outfit, but I, I did have a, um, a reaction when, uh, we got to part four that I, I think we can safely appreciate that no one has done Lon cosplay. <laughs> yes, absolutely. At least of that one particular outfit. Yes. I think, I think the earlier one would be fine. Um, yeah. It, I, I almost, I, Part of me wants to read my first few notes for Lon, um, but then part of me feels like I shouldn't because they, they really are just a bunch of penis jokes. <laughs> um, so I I might just leave that there. Um, if you watch just the first episode of Snake Dance and you know watch Lon and think those types of jokes, it should all come to you naturally. Um, so maybe I'm just going to leave my mouth shut. There you go. Um, I do want to talk about this puppet show. Oh, dude, the state of this puppet show. This we absolute space, state. We have Space Punch and Judy. It was insane. And it was like, it meh, 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 like making like, was. It, it was so disturbing when that it, snake yes. <laughs> slowly digests that other puppet. I think we can safely say that the Timey Wimey puppet show does not have a Mara character. Oh, no, but maybe it should. Those kids seem maybe to it love should. it slash not really care about anything. Yes. I like they couldn't have been like now clap. Those kids just sat there and did nothing. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Yeah, that puppet yeah. show was disturbing. I'd say if anything, that was I mean, you know, you got to you got to uh set up that this is a festival that the whole town gets involved in, but right, holy but, but moly. Couldn't you come up with something that doesn't seem quite so I don't know, 17th century England? Yeah, or, man. Yeah. way in the future on a completely different planet yeah yikes it, it just it seemed kind of strangely anachronistic but then at the same time when you think about the fact that these are all technically like long descended former earth colonies it's like okay well i guess you could make an argument for something like this still existing yeah oof i just thought it was weird it really was a weird weird scene yeah it was uh yeah it was something yeah um I mean, we had a lot of... I thought all the minor characters were great, too. I mean, we really haven't said much about... I think it's Chella, who is the the helpful lad that... Oh, yes! That uh, is like, hey, uh, everything's messed up. I don't think we should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, he was fine. I mean, he was helpful. He was a cool little, cool little side character who was like, uh, this is messed up. I should go let that guy out of jail. Yeah. And you know he was fine. I didn't really have any anything else <laughs> to add about him. And then Dugdale, woohoo! <laughs> he, uh, I just called him the Mirror Man. Apparently, also, was... did you know that that was um, Sarah Jane's husband? Uh, no, I I didn't. Without 
hitting it in the uh, notes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, which, huh. Huh, cool. Yeah. He's been uh, in a couple of episodes, apparently. And I don't remember what the other ones were off the top of my head. That's okay. Yeah. We'll come to it another time. Doug Dale. Ooh. A, a woo-hoo. <laughs> he provided voices for... The, I'm just going to read this. He provided voices. Okay. His name is uh, Brian Miller. He provided voices um, of the Daleks in Resurrection of the Daleks and uh, Remembrance of the Daleks. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, okay. How cool is that? That is cool. Look at that. Two fun stories. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Do you Do you have anything else to... I mean... I, a, a couple things. Um, it, it sounds... If, if Again, if I remember correctly, it sounds as though the way that the Mara is described kind of like toward the end is that the Mara is a creation of all like the bad mental energy of the Samarans. Yes. Right. She's like a manifestation of that whole culture's dark side. Yeah. Then what the hell are we creating with the internet? Oh no. I mean, like you could have like a mega Mara just from like a single YouTube comment section. Yeah, you could. I mean, my goodness. Shut the internet down people. Yeah. Save us from evil snake tattoos. Absolutely. Jeez. Goodness. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what what else do we have here? What do we think Ooh. of... Uh, would you show this... Would you show this in the bus to the kids? Ooh. Jeez. In the bus to the kids? <laughs> I would, <laughs> but they'd probably start playing with other things. That's the true. Bus. They probably would. I mean, anyway. it's, it's a camper again. I mean... Would you just um, straight up show it to them? Yeah. I, you know... I don't think they'd find it very scary. Um, I would show it with Kinda. I, I think you'd have to do the two of them together. Um, okay. But really, I think at that point, the kids would be more confused than anything. I don't think they could actually kind of appreciate the stories until they're older. Right. I think it'd be like, oh, why is all this weird stuff happening? <laughs> what, what, what is up with this snake that looks like it's puking, you know, slime from Ghostbusters 2? Oh, yes. It, 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 well, I what did I write? I said it looks cherry like the, the, the Mara threw up a cherry Slurpee. Yes. That's all did. that was in the Mara's stomach. Uh, he did. went to 7-Eleven and then immediately vomited everywhere. <laughs> um, Got the really, really big one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He went He went on Slurpee Day. You can bring in anything and get oh, it for God. like a dollar. Here's a five-gallon bucket from Home Depot. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So, Taylor, uh, do you have anything else? I feel like... Uh, I, I think I'm pretty well tapped out. And we... Uh, we would recommend this. I would recommend this. Would you recommend this to people? I, I, I would recommend this. Obviously, I would recommend seeing Kinda first. Yeah. Lay the groundwork. Obviously, um, have some laughs at the crazy fever dream that that episode is. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and then drop a bunch of peyote and watch this episode. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> grab some popcorn. Yes. And watch this episode. What was I thinking? Absolutely. Get yourself, get yourself a Slurpee. Yeah, get yourself a Slurpee. Watch this. It was a lot of fun. I I yeah. highly suggest this. I'm I'm like thinking where I would rank this in my top episodes. Ooh, that's how much I enjoyed it. Wow. Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy, crazy time. You and Moffat and Sherman. I don't have to tell you. I don't know either. So uh, that that'll do it for us. But uh, next time, yes, episode one hundred and fifty three. Um, we just decided this. We are going to be watching uh, the third serial of season nine of Doctor Who, um, The Sea Devils. Yes. And I don't have all the notes here, but it's, uh, you know, it's starring some people. No, I got it. It's fine. You got John <laughs> Pertwee as the doctor, Roger Delgado as the master, uh, Katie Manning as Joe Grant, and uh, probably some sea monsters. Yep. Who who wrote and directed this? I got to scroll and up Jerry here. Jerry Mathers is the Beaver. Yes, uh, Malcolm Hook wrote these episodes, and uh, Michael Bryant directed them. So there you go. Good deal. Um, yeah, we uh, we just decided this, and uh, <laughs> I think and I I made, I made you pick, so then I get the one after that, right? Perfect. Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So um, you can make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter 
at Blue Box UFO. You're not going to be changing that back, are you? No, I'm not. I've, I thought about <laughs> it. Like, mm, no, I like this one too much. No, now. this one's the best. I would, I would be upset about it. No, um, I'm keeping it. Good. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Uh, notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our many Podcastica shirts. Just uh, you click that little Podcastica, and you'll see all of our Podcastica merchandise. Yeah, we still got to come up with that Duggan shirt we talked about last time. Oh, yes. Yes, we do. Man, oh, boy. What a whirlwind. <laughs> what a whirlwind it's been. Patreon.com slash NOTLG. Uh, anything you can help us out with monetarily would be greatly appreciated. I'll, I will just leave it at that. The Y-Axes, they're going on tour. Yes. I think they're coming down here. Maybe I'll go check them out. You guys should... I amazingly had that pop up in a in a Instagram story. Yes, that, that was, was like, great. What? That was so cool. So they do our music. They've done our music for probably 148 episodes. They've been awesome to us. So let's be awesome to them. Twitter.com slash the Y axes, Facebook.com slash the Y axes, the Y axes dot com. And they like us are also on Spotify. This has been a lot of fun. I was yes, very indeed. jazzed to uh, talk about Snake Dance. I'm glad we. I'm glad that Mike suggested it. Hooray! Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Even though I felt it was a trap five minutes in, but <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. Uh, so join us again next time, episode 153, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Woo! When it appears on top of her head. Yes. Man. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff.